The following Dharma talk was part of a three-hour Introduction to Mindfulness workshop offered at Common Ground Meditation Center, Minneapolis, Minnesota. The speaker is Mark Nunberg, guiding teacher at Common Ground. Welcome everyone. It's nice to see people here today. I think before um, we do a more formal introduction, we'll just start with some sitting practice to give people an idea of what we do here at Common Ground and maybe why you're here. So we're just going to sit for about 10 minutes. You can do what you can to make the body feel comfortable. But also, if you want, you might want to cultivate a sense of uprightness in your posture without sacrificing a sense of relaxation. So find a balance between being both relaxed and a wakeful, upright sitting posture. Maybe take a nice deep breath or maybe two slow deep breaths in and out just as a way of settling in. And then notice the first thing that you've become aware of. Whatever it is, without second guessing or judging, just notice what's predominant. And just see if it's possible to leave the experience alone, to just let it be. Whatever it is that you're noticing, it might be hearing, it may be sensations in the body, it may be a jumble of thought in the mind, some reaction. Just see if you can let it be. Not judging the present moment experience, not needing to interfere with it. So there's both a clarity, a brightness or alertness, and a complete sense of acceptance. Trusting the body, mind, things as they are, to just be what they are, to just let them be what they are, how it is. And we'll do a very simple body scan just as a way of getting to know the practice of mindfulness. So for a few seconds now, bring the attention into the head and simply feel the sensations there. You might want to begin at the top of the head, feeling the sensations of the scalp, maybe feeling the weight of the hair, or feeling a sense of coolness at the top of the head. And any pressure, any sensations inside of the head. Feeling things as they are. Feeling the forehead, the brow, and the eyes, just as they are. Breathing in, feeling this part of the body, and exhale, let them be. 
So it's both the practice of being intimate, but also the practice of non-interference, non-reacting. In the lower part of the face, so breathing in, feeling the jaw, the nose, the cheeks, the mouth. Exhale, let things be. Take a few more seconds, feeling the whole head together, the front and the back, the sides, the top. An unconditional acceptance. And then bring the attention down into the throat, into the neck. And we're just sitting, breathing, and feeling the sensations in the neck, being intimate and letting these sensations in the neck be. Not needing them to be different than they are. And then include now the sensations along the tops of the shoulders and the shoulder joints. And even if you notice some tension there, not judging, not disliking, to see if it's possible to just feel the tension, to be intimate, and letting it be what it is. Tension is just tension. Hardness is hardness. Feel both arms, maybe feeling the weight of the arms, feeling the clothes, touching the skin along the arms. Notice the places of contact where the arm or hands are touching or being touched. Being intimate and letting the arms, letting the hands be. As if this were the first time we were feeling the arms, the sensations here in the arms, with that kind of interest. We'll take a few seconds and let's feel the front side of the body. So beginning at the base of the throat, begin to open to the front of the body, the upper rib cage, collarbones, both the surface and any sensations beneath the surface as we move down the front of the chest, rib cage, solar plexus, belly, all the way to the lower abdomen, all the way down to the pubic bone. unconditional acceptance. This is how it is now, the front side of the body. And then we'll practice with the back side of the body. So beginning at the back of the neck, just feel the back of the shoulders, 
and any sensations around the shoulder blades and the space between the shoulder blades. Lower rib, ribs on the back side, kidneys. Feeling the lower back, even if it's nondescript or there are no clear sensations. Just feel what you feel here in the lower back, all the way to the back of the hips, the buttocks, the tailbone. Practice receiving the sensations here and let them be. And then take some time and let the attention drop into the pelvis, including the floor of the pelvis, the hip sockets. Feel the points of contact with the sits bones or against the chair cushion. Practice completely accepting things here. The hips are like this now. Can this be okay? Feeling both legs. And again, noticing the points of contact along the legs, the knees. Feel the ankles and both feet, the toes, and just practice accepting the legs and feet completely. take just a few more seconds and it's open to the entire body from the top of the head to the feet sitting and feeling how it is now this body this time in a sense this ocean of sensations that come and go pleasant and unpleasant neutral See if it's possible to be both alert, clear, and completely accepting, relaxed with the body. Not needing the experience to be different than it is. And for the last few seconds, See if it's possible to not be aware. The mind, heart is naturally awake when it's not distracted, not disturbed.
can open your eyes if they're closed and stretch your legs a little if you'd like. So it's always nice to begin the practice, <coughs> to begin a workshop rather, with a little practice, just to get a sense of why we're here, what we'll be doing. And so I'm just going to do a brief introduction. Uh, some of you might know me. I'm Mark Nunberg, and I'm the uh, guiding teacher or executive director here at Common Ground. And this is Gail Iverson, one of the other teachers and leaders in the community. And uh, we'll be your guests or your hosts for this uh, workshop today. And uh, Gail, one of the things Gail's done is she's a founder of the Twin Cities Vipassana Collective, which is a sister organization to Common Ground that organizes residential mindfulness retreats. And Vipassana is a word we use in the West, and it comes from the uh, Theravada tradition where they use the Pali language. That's the language that the original teachings of the Buddha have been stored in. It's a language used around the time of the Buddha. And Vipassana means clear seeing or insight. So this tradition in the West uh, is called Vipassana or Insight Meditation. So this is an Insight Meditation Center. And this particular type of meditation flows out of the Theravada Buddhist tradition, which you can find in Sri Lanka and Thailand and Burma, and to some degree still in Cambodia and Laos. Um, and the reason that it's referred to as the Insight Meditation or Vipassana tradition is mostly what we do at a center like this is we focus on this practice of mindfulness in the service of having insight, of seeing things clearly. So we're cultivating mindfulness in life and mindfulness in our formal city meditation practice in order to be more insightful, you know, to have to live a life where our understanding deepens. So that's a general overview of what we're doing with this practice. So in terms of the workshop today, Gail will speak in a few minutes about the intention behind practice or why would somebody want to meditate. And then I'll guide us through a little bit of a longer meditation. And then we'll have a discussion, question and answers after our set. We'll take a break after that. And then Gail will talk a little bit about working with obstacles and do a guided meditation again for that and a little bit more discussion. And then we'll spend the last uh, 20, 30 minutes talking about practicing in daily life as opposed to uh, practicing in a formal meditation session, like sitting for 30 minutes every day. But how do we practice as we're catching the bus or as we're interacting with people? So that's what we'll do at the very end for today. And I'm sure you understand that this is just a, a taste. And you know, people like Gail and I have been practicing, uh, I think, at least for 20 years, both of us. Uh, this is, uh, you know, we're kind of invested in being students for a long time. And I think it's a good attitude to have, not that you take one workshop on a Sunday afternoon and then you're done learning. But really just getting into the mode of being a learner. And the nice thing is we carry our life with us wherever we go, and that's all we need to do to practice. We just need to be awake or connected to our present moment experience. So thanks again for coming today. And I'll if anybody has any questions about the workshop today, otherwise I'll pass it on to Gail. Any questions? So we will take a break in the middle if you need to use the restroom downstairs. 
but if you need to use it other times, feel free to quietly go down. But it's probably best not to disturb the times when we're doing a formal meditation, not to go down during those times. So any questions? If you didn't get a chance to sign in or get a handout, you can get that at the end. There's a table right over there and a place to sign in and a handout you can take with you when you leave today. So, Gail. Just again, welcome. It's really great to see so many people here this afternoon. Um, I'd just like to talk first about um, how we come to have this intention to practice, which um, varies um, from person to person, but there's sort of some categories that um, tend to bring us to practice, and maybe um, as I talk about those, you'll um, hear one that um, matches your how you happen to come to be interested. Um, one thing that often brings people to practice is um, some kind of loss um, in their life, um, perhaps a loss of health or um, a loss of a relationship, a uh, loss of a job, um, something, a death of someone that's close to them, some loss that um, is painful. And also it's something that um, a person's depended on for their comfort and now that is gone. And um, so they see that that is not a very reliable refuge for them. And so they want to seek um, some other, um, some more reliable, stable refuge. Um, some people come, their life is good. Um, they have good relationships. Um, they have um, a um, good health, a good career. But they come to see that somehow there's, there's something that is still missing, even with all of this, these good things in their lives. There's, um, there's something that, that is still missing. There's still some unsatisfactoriness that um, they seek to have a better understanding of. Um, some people have a belief or an intuition or a knowing that there is something deeper and that they want to investigate that and um, perhaps they've done some reading and they've read about meditation practice and that made sense to them um, or perhaps um, they you've talked to a friend or heard um, read a book something that um, drew you to be interested to investigate further so um, so how can we nurture this intention to practice? Um, well, I think I was kind of reflecting um, on why I meditate and uh, sort of remembered that the first time that I, I came to a lecture, I had, I had read a book about Vipassana meditation. I came to a lecture, and um, when I heard the the teacher gave a guided meditation as part of the lecture. And there was a real sense of peace that I experienced as a result of that. And um, it continued after I left the lecture, and so that really intrigued me to to continue to, to uh, investigate and practice. But as Mark mentioned, um, what that means is um, 
making a commitment to become a, a student. Um, and it, it's really a very interesting um, investigation and a very fulfilling and beneficial investigation that we embark on um, when we uh, take on this practice. Um, so I, I think that it, it's an ongoing question that, um, that we can be aware of um, as time goes on um, as to why, um, why meditate. Um, sort of to sort of go to the um, end of the why, um, the, the Buddha said, um, consciousness is by its nature pure. And um, then he said, and this is uh, a paraphrasing, but he said that the um, reason that um, we don't um, experience, oftentimes we don't experience our awareness as being pure, that we have many problems or things that uh, cause us suffering and unhappiness is that there are, um, they've often been referred to as visiting guests, um, that they're sort of like guests that we've invited into our house and they've sort of taken over and there's so much apart um, that we can't see um, that they're just guests. So that's um, what, what covers over this, this purity are um, oftentimes it's referred to as um, greed, um, hatred, delusion, um, grasping, ignorance. And so those are things that we, we investigate. Also the Buddha said that um, not to take um, for granted that what uh, he, his teachings were true, but that each of us needed to investigate them for ourselves. So I think I'll stop there. And see if there are any questions that people might have at this point. thoughts about why people are here. Maybe we'll just take a few minutes and see. Maybe you could just share with us why you're interested in meditation practice. Why would somebody come out on a cold Sunday afternoon? <laughs> <laughs> Our furnace hasn't been working, but wind is on it. So <laughs> we should get it going soon. Um, I, I came because I... I I tend to find that it's hard for me to focus and stay in the current moment. I tend to try to, I, I focus in the past or I'm thinking ahead to the future. And I'd, I'd rather try to, to meditate so that I can put myself in the current moment.
have a lot of stress from being a teacher and I have a hard time slowing myself down. So I find that I get caught in this doing, doing, doing and don't take enough time for myself. So I thought that it would be important to just work it into my schedule to relax and to try to find something that's going to ease some of the tension that causes body pain and aches and back aches and that kind of Other reasons that got you here today? That's a great thing, and we can do the same, you know, if, if the practice sort of takes off for us and it becomes a good part of our life, then without ever having to say anything to our kids or our friends, you know, they kind of just see that something's working in, in our lives and they may be interested in doing it too. Would you prefer a chair or is it on the floor okay? There's uh, chairs in the corner there. I've been coming to Comic for about a year now, but I still always do feel like a beginner and that I can always use just more language to help me figure out my experience and just really be good in understanding what it is I'm going through. I think that in general, meditation just, it does just bring so much, I find so much joy from the clarity that, that if I find a couple of days where I don't meditate, I just, I get kind of lost in the wash of life and it, it always is just a labeling practice. <coughs> Maybe time for one or two more comments. If anybody else would like to share why we're here, why they're here today. 
good attitude in general with life. Uh, the Buddha often talked uh, that it's, it's not just uh, challenging if we have a life where there's a lot of difficulty, you know, like a lot of loss that Gail was talking about earlier, but it's also challenging to be in a life where there isn't a lot of difficulty because we tend not to be so interested in learning when things are going well for us. You know, we just sort of land into a good career and we find a decent partner who we get along with and you know and things sort of we tend not to be motivated to learn so it's it's good to um, stay open to the possibility that we don't know everything there is to know and there may be ways to make our life even better and more fulfilling even when things are going well so maybe we'll leave it here and we'll have time for people to share there are own stories or their own practice a little bit later, but uh, maybe we'll just stand and stretch our legs for a moment.